For Arizona Public Media, I'm Leslie Tolbert, Regents Professor Emerita in Neuroscience at the University of Arizona, and this is Arizona Science. Today, we're continuing our discussion with Corey Floyd, Professor of Communication at the University of Arizona, about the increased isolation that we're experiencing during the coronavirus pandemic. We're going to ask how important is touch to our everyday survival? Welcome, Corey. Thank you for having me. What's known about the, the biological basis for this craving that we have? I know that there are hormones that could be involved. What is it that is known now about why we crave affection? There's a lot we don't know, but with touch specifically, I think one thing we can say with certainty is that our need for touch is really with us from the very beginning of our lives. When you look at research with newborns, with infants who, for one reason or another, are deprived of a certain level of touch, one of the things that we notice is that they don't develop at a normal rate. And in particular, their immune systems don't develop at a normal rate, which leaves them susceptible to illness, makes it harder for them to recover from injury. So I think we can say with some degree of certainty that a sense of touch, a sense of security that we get even very early in the very first days of our lives is an important need that when it goes unfulfilled, we end up noticing the deficits for many, many years to come. We always concentrate on auditory and visual input. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the thing we know the most about. We know very little about how touch works in our brains. And what you're reminding us is that it's another sense that is really important to us and that we can manipulate to help us stay healthy. This isn't 100% literally true, but it's close enough that I teach my students that touch is the only of the five senses that we really can't survive without. Uh, you know, many people live without being able to see or being able to hear, or even being able to smell or taste, but without a sense of touch, you would constantly be susceptible to threats in the environment. Sharp objects or hot objects or, or, or cold or, or any of those things. And, you know, th there are touch deficits, just like there are deficits of other senses that people can learn to live with. But I really frame that in such a way as talking about touch as being the most important of those senses for our survival. It's not surprising to me that when people feel like their needs for touch aren't being met, they notice that. And, and we've been able to see the, the deficits that they experience psychologically and mentally, and also in terms of things like their stress hormones and their immunocompetence. And there's still a lot to learn about it, but I, I just think it's endlessly fascinating. And for those who need touch, is there a substitute for human touch? Of course, the immediate thing that comes to mind is affectionate pets. It's a question I'm getting asked a lot these days. What are, th what are some things that I can do to cope with the lack of touch during this period of time when being around other people is not safe. And on my list of coping mechanisms, interacting with pets is the number one item. Now, my goldfish don't provide me a lot of affection, but I have very affectionate dogs. People have cats, people have horses. And if you don't have pets yourself, you may have neighbors who have them. You may be able to go on walks with people who bring their dogs. If it's safe, you may even be able to be around pets at a pet shelter or at a dog park. And I think that that's something that 
can be really therapeutic. So many people find that interacting with pets is a really important way to relieve stress. It's a really important way to feel comforted, to feel warmth. And it reminds me of the security blanket that so many of us grew up with that was really important to us. And I think it's appropriately named because it gives us a sense of security when we have that object close to us. I think it's important to remember that these are all imperfect substitutes for real interpersonal interaction, but they are things that can help us cope in the interim. Thank you very much, Corey. That's really fascinating. You're giving us insights into things that we might each individually be able to do to help us uh, in this time of increased isolation during the COVID pandemic. We've been talking with Corey Floyd, an expert in communication, about the strong human need for exchanging affection. You can listen to this and all Arizona Science Conversations at azpm.org slash Arizona Science. I'm Leslie Tolbert.